America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 38. Can you imagine day 38? Americans abandoned behind enemy lines. Joe Biden no longer even discusses or talks about our Americans caught behind enemy lines. Doesn't even mention it. There is a video that has now surfaced of this very professional and businesslike Taliban that, you know, is going, we were lecturing them on inclusiveness, executing 22 Afghan commando allies of ours. And it's pretty horrific now surfacing, showing the Taliban executing 22 Afghan allies of ours, the ones that we promised if this day ever came, we would get them out safely. That Joe abandoned, just like he abandoned hundreds of Americans, just like he abandoned thousands of, of, of people that have legitimate green cards and can live in America. Abandon them. Tens of thousands of allies over a 20-year period. Anyway, Afghanistan correspondent uh, obtained the video. The report almost completely overlooked by the mob. The media shows nearly two dozen Afghan commandos being shot dead as they were trying to surrender. But they're so professional and businesslike, Joe and Jen Saki are telling us. And anyway, they emerged from their positions. Two hours of heavy fighting. They had their hands in the air. They were giving up. There was no ambiguity about it. Rules of war clearly don't exist for radical Islamic terrorists. The new Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. Unbelievable. Um, one thing that has gotten a lot of criticism, this was in the Daily Wire, I noticed this. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki invoked the losses that Joe Biden experienced in his personal life when asked during a press conference about the president's response to the news that seven children and aid workers, humanitarian workers, were killed by their drone strike. And Saki says, well, the president was briefed on Friday morning about the report that was going to be released and put out. And I would say, first, the president's view and all our view is the loss of any civilian life is a tragedy. So as a human being, as a president, as somebody who has overseen loss in a variety of scenarios, both as a leader and personally, his reaction is it's a tragedy and every loss is a tragedy and his supports is he killed the kids. And if Donald Trump killed seven kids and humanitarians, I can promise you there'd be a bigger reaction from Democrats and the mob and the media than what we're getting now. So let's cut the crap. I am getting a little sick and tired of this. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. You got an, um, um, you know, it's it's just unreal. It's just unreal. Um, is a harsh reality now for Afghan women that nobody in the media mob is talking about. I thought liberals cared about human rights and human dignity. You know, where where's the Me Too movement in this case? We're, t- we're, say, we're trying to lecture the Taliban on inclusivity? Are you kidding me? How could you not know who your enemy is? The director of a girls' school in Kabul desperately wants to learn details of their plans for girls' education because they've been told they can't go to school again. Well, that's what the Taliban did the first time. They say you should send a male representative. Okay, but the bottom line is girls have now been banned from schools. Women will soon be banned from work. Mark my words. Taliban names deputy ministers. They double down on the all-male team. Apparently, the business-like professional Taliban that's out there killing our allies that Joe Biden abandoned. And by the way, you know, all this leverage they say they have. I'm telling you what I think is coming next. 
And let's put it this way. Americans are hostage. They are of great value to the Taliban. The Taliban's already getting 64 million from Joe Biden. Then, of course, they're getting a promise of a billion from the U.N. Okay, they're going to say whatever they need to say to get the money. Joe already left them billions of dollars, you know, making them, you know, one of the strongest equipment wise military forces on the face of the earth because he didn't plan on he didn't adjust and obliterate the Taliban when they were on the march and taking over large portions of the country. Jen Psaki on the response, you know, you know, he's personally had loss in his life. People are getting tired of it. You know, because even some of the parents of the 13 American soldiers that were killed at Karzai International Airport, you know, when he when he brought up his own issues, he said, well, your son died of cancer. We're sorry about that. Our, our sons died because of what you did here. Because you didn't withdraw when you had full control of Kabul. This didn't need to happen, Joe. This could have been prevented, Joe. And that's why some parents, and I interviewed them, wouldn't even talk to Joe Biden when they had an opportunity to meet with him. And when and Joe went out of his way to meet with some that didn't want to talk to him. And they said no, and they kept the door shut. That's how angry they are. You know, if, if you look at this presidency, you've got to ask yourself, what is he doing that is successful? What is he doing? The speech at the U.N. platitudes and, you know, climate change. Not a word about you know, okay, this is what we did wrong in Afghanistan. They don't think they did anything wrong. Two weeks before, Joe abandoned Americans and green card holders and our Afghan allies and their families and kids. You know, he said, no, 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 we'll stay as long as it takes to get Americans out. Yet all of this time, March, April, May, June, July, you know, when, when they had full control of Kabul, could have gotten out every American, every green card holder, all of their families, all of our Afghan allies that we promised we'd get out, all of our billions of dollars in military equipment. Unbelievable. He's too busy riding his tricycle all week weekend to even answer questions on it. Now we have to, now the Pentagon admitting, that, okay, well, I feel bad about the drone strike that killed children. Just think for a minute, what would this be like? How would this be interpreted if it was Donald Trump? That was involved in this and killing, you know, humanitarian workers and children and civilians. You know, I, I mean, think, think of this, a 300 percent increase in, in COVID, uh, COVID positivity in, since this time last year. And Joe's answer for the first time ever last week when he's talking about Mac vaccine mandates mentions monoclonal antibodies. In other words, like Regeneron, Eli Lilly. First time. Why haven't you ever mentioned this? Now, Ron DeSantis sees these breakthrough cases and he's saying, OK, well, now they didn't tell us that if you got fully vaccinated, you'd still be getting covid. We told the opposite. But with that said, we've got to save lives in Florida. So he set up these monoclonal uh, antibody centers that give the infusions of Regeneron and now Joe Biden is saying they're using it too much. Well, the way this this virus has played itself out is it ends up being in clusters and it's going to be California one uh, month and two months later, it's going to be the south and then it's going to move up to the northeast and the Midwest. That's how the that's how this virus has been working the whole time. 
And the answer should be because I've talked to people that know and have confirmed for me many sources. We don't have a shortage of monoclonal antibodies. We have plenty. So now they're going to ration it out to states like Alabama and Florida uh, as, as some means of punishment because they're not doing enough to push the vaccine. They have a pretty high percentage in Florida of people that are fully vaccinated. And friends of mine, fully vaccinated, had breakthrough cases down in Florida. Now you're going to take the one therapeutic that seems to show the most hope. I'm not a doctor. Talk to your doctor. If you get a breakthrough case or you're not vaccinated, all I can tell you is I had two friends of mine in Georgia, 174, one, his wife, 68. They were unvaccinated, got an infusion of Regeneron in less than 24 hours upon diagnosis at Emory University Hospital. That's been using it very successfully and they were fine. And their kids ended up getting it. They didn't get the Regeneron. They didn't need it. They're young enough. They followed the science and they're fine. And then a friend of mine in New York, one of my best friends, fully vaccinated, got a breakthrough case. He goes within 24 hours. It's a lot harder to find Regeneron in New York, but he found it. Anyway, he got the infusion and he had the best 10 days of his life because he's out fishing and catching striped bass all day and saying, how's your day going? As he shows me another picture of a 40 pound striped bass he just caught. And his family went down to Florida, so he didn't get his family sick. You know, add that France now, for the first time ever, recalled their ambassador. Hello, Joe. Why are you riding your tricycle? Or bicycle or mountain bike, whatever you call that thing. Now we, we still have, uh, you know, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs that might have said to China, we'll tip you off if we strike you. That is apparently, according to the Woodward book and the Costa book, out there Get, you know, getting loyalty oaths from other top military commanders that the chain of command will go through him and bypass the real constitutional chain of command, whatever role Nancy Pelosi played in that. And nobody wants to talk about that either. Look at what's happening down at the border. It is an unmitigated disaster. You know, and I'll tell you what really just pissed me off. Now, you got governors, 26 of them, demanding a meeting with Biden over this crisis because what they're doing is they're putting him in Biden's, you know, cages in the middle of a pandemic, high rate of COVID positivity. Then they disperse people all over the United States. We had Mark Morgan on this program this week. What did he say? He said, they're lying. All, all the people you see that make it across, they're all being processed and they're all being dispersed throughout the country. Biden's first Border Patrol chief accused his old boss of trying of destroying border security. And a really blunt warning to senators is just departed Border Patrol chief is accusing Biden of intentionally eroding security to bring illegal immigrants into the country, misleading Congress about the severity of the uh, crisis. Rodney Scott, 29 years, career law enforcement officer, retired last month, U.S. Border Patrol chief, wrote the Democrat Republican leaders of the Senate Homeland Security Government Affairs Committee. Career experts offered numerous recommendations to stop the crisis. Common sense border security recommendations from experienced career professionals are being ignored and stymied by inexperienced political appointees. And the Biden administration's team at the Department of Homeland Security is laser focused. And then we get, I mean, I think the, the quote of all quotes is, um, well, the White House is saying these illegal immigrants, they, they don't need proof of vaccination or to be tested because they're not intending to stay. OK, how dumb do you think we are, Jen Psaki?
not intending to stay. And that's your explanation for failing to COVID test illegal immigrants that you're then dispersing around the country. You've got to be kidding me. It's unbelievable. That's how you defend not requiring COVID tests and vaccine mandates that you put on the American people. The, the Department of Homeland Security boss, boss is saying our borders are not open. Well, I, I talked to people that were in the meeting. He said just the opposite in the meeting, like the lieutenant governor of Texas was in that meeting. Dan Patrick, we had over 200,000 migrants in August alone, and those are the only people that we know about. By the way, you want to talk about other issues, Afghans arriving in the U.S. Yeah, high rates of infection of measles, malaria, and even TB. Oh, but in New York, they want to let non-citizens vote in New York City. And apparently Joe Biden now plans on bringing 10 times as many, quote, refugees to the U.S. next year. I mean, I guess we'll give you something of great value. You'll vote Democrat. Is that it? Amnesty? I don't care where you come from. You want to be part of America, do it legally. We need to do a security background check so you don't have radical associations in the middle of a pandemic, a health check. And you have to show Americans that you're going to be able to fully and completely take care of yourself financially and won't be a burden on the American people. It's that simple. He's no show Joe. No kidding. Have a problem? Stayed in trouble? No power? No water? No heat? No Joe. <laughs> yep. He's too busy taking a nap. It's a sad state of affairs. Sean Hannity. Later, Senator Mike Lee joins us. We'll talk about Millie. We'll talk about Afghanistan abandoning Americans. We'll talk about the disaster, uh, even the FDA rejecting the booster shot proposal of Biden. The Pentagon, you know, drone strike killing civilians and humanitarians, you know, winking, blinking the dope that he is. The border crisis. I don't even know where to begin. And we've got this five, three point five trillion, which is really the five trillion dollar new green deal monies appropriated now we told you you know the biden bernie manifesto the aoc new green deal was 10 trillion dollars in spending this is they want five of it now they call it human infrastructure you know that means free daycare that means free child care that means free early education that means free college that means you know guaranteed government uh, jobs, gov- government guaranteed wages, guaranteed government health care, more Obamacare. That worked out so good the first time. Uh, guaranteed retirement, guaranteed, guaranteed. Uh, I don't know why anybody has faith in them. Opposition's growing. One, one of the proposals, the Senate parliamentarian said no. They tried to stick amnesty in this. Now they also, we find out, Epic Times reporting a proposal, uh, part of this this reconciliation package pushed by Biden. Now they want banking institutions to be required and other financial institutions to report to the IRS any deposits or withdrawal totaling more than 600 bucks annually. And, and they're going to spend like 80 billion more every year on IRS agents. Oh, I'm sure that's just to go after the rich.
Breaking news straight from the source. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 till the uh, top of the hour. If you missed what I was saying, so banks now are fighting back part of this reconciliation package. This, and we'll ask Mike Lee about this. So the choice the Republicans have here, well, depending on what Mansion and Cinema do, and I guess that's probably anybody's guess, um, you know, it, it, the total will be when you add up the one point two trillion, the six hundred billion, the three point five trillion. It's it's five trillion dollars in New Green Deal radical socialism. The New Green Deal is not about the environment. That is the big lie. The New Green Deal is radical socialism, human infrastructure. That means, you know, free daycare, free child care, free early children education as if the the 12 years of indoctrination aren't enough um free college everything's free guaranteed government wage guaranteed government healthy food guaranteed government retirement guaranteed the, the same government that can't keep law and order and safety and security they only seem to care about one riot we condemned all the riots we condemned the riots on january 6th and we condemned those 574 riots that took place around the country that injured around 3,000 cops, killed dozens of Americans. We cared about those, too. You know, Horace Lorenzo Anderson Sr. was on this program. We were the first to call him. I, I mean, it was so sad. First politician to call him was Donald Trump. Watching him on my TV show. This poor man, you know, breaking down. He just lost his son. Unbelievable. Now, you know, they, they, now those same people that bankrupted Social Security, Medicare, promised you you'll keep your doctor plan and save money. Now you're going to trust them to spend $5 trillion on, on human infrastructure, New Green Deal, radical socialism, and we're supposed to believe these people? Now, the, the only leverage Republicans have is if there's some Democrats that say no to this. That would be Manchin or Cinema. It seemed like the only possible two. Ultimately, I assume they they buckle to some extent. What does three point five trillion become? Two point nine. Okay, it's still four point what five trillion dollars. Still a fortune. It's still socialism. It's still going to destroy the economy. Socialism, you know, always ends the same way. I don't care what name, what form, what manifestation. It always ends in unfulfilled promises, more poverty, and a loss of freedom every single time. And in the name of false security, Americans buy into the idea that all my all my pressure in life is going to be taken away from me. I won't have any more pressure in life. But one of the proposals is now they're going to require banks and other financial institutions to report to the IRS any deposits or withdrawals totaling more than $600 annually to uh, to or from all business and all personal accounts. Uh, it doesn't mean a thing to me because, you know, I know my file gets pulled every year, every single year. Just know it. So I have my first accounting team go over and do it. And my lawyer's accounting team go over my taxes. The fine tooth comb. My message is pay it. It's not and it's just not worth it to me. And you know, well, you could probably take this deduction as a legitimate legal deduction. I'm like, yeah, OK. Sure. Just pay the tax now. Anyway, stated goal. And then they're going to spend billions more in hiring, you know, thousands and thousands of 
of IRS agents. What do you think that's about? You think it's just to go after the 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 wealthy? Do you really believe that? You know, it's it's just fascinating to watch the economics of Democrats here. It really is fascinating because I think they really believe this. Now, the Senate parliamentarian told Democrats they can't pass their immigration amnesty. But watch, they're going to find a way around that, too. I guarantee it. It was interesting comments. Um, Eric Adams is running against Curtis Lewa to replace Comrade de Blasio as mayor of New York City. And anyway, he made some comments about Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez's gown, which is tax the rich. And he says, you know, okay, tax the rich. That's the wrong message for New York City. Now, he's not stupid in these comments. I think ultimately ends up doing it anyway. But he's not. The the comments are not stupid. I'm a big and I'm hopeful that maybe this is the time that if New York City wants safety and security and law and order again, and they want any fiscal sanity for New York City, the guy to elect would be Curtis. But it's an uphill battle when Democrats outnumber Republicans nine to one. I, I personally think New York State and California are gone forever. They're socialist havens for for radical extreme Democrats. And the, the danger is, is that all the people that move out of these states to Florida, Texas, the Carolinas, you know, the red states, that they're going to bring their dumb politics that they voted for in New York and California with them and ruin the next state that they go to. Anyway, so he said, well, I'm a big believer, and I think AOC and I believe we want the same things. We just have different pathways to get there. When you talk about just, you know, you know, broad uh, blanketly saying tax the rich in the city, he said, well, the city has 8 million-plus people. Only 65,000 of the 8 million people pay 51% of all New York City income taxes. Try and wrap your mind around that. That's redistribution of wealth. That's socialism. You know, it's that that is radical socialism. So let's see what they do. They're going to try and and get do an end run around the Senate parliamentarians ruling that they can't include amnesty and what they'll do is they'll say, well, they won't not going to be able to to receive any financial benefits. Then they'll give them the amnesty, and then they get the financial benefits anyway. Now, the only option Republicans have is that the Pelosi and Schumer are trying to tie the debt limit to this must-pass government funding ahead of a shutdown. Oh, the government's going to shut down. Now the fear of the shutdown lies, or both the full faith and, and trust of the U.S. government is hanging in the balance. Good grief. That's not true. What usually ends up happening if the government shuts down? Nothing. Essential workers keep working, and then everybody else is off for whatever period of time, and then as soon as they get back to work, they pass legislation to give back pay to everybody. They get free vacations. That's what usually ends up happening. You know, has anyone ever thought about ever really maybe, maybe, you know, they, they want to extend the debt limit, you know, in perpetuity, you know, through 2022 for crying out loud. You know, it's very interesting. They're running into a lot of problems with this bill. And, you know, it's a massive, you know, socialist bill. There's no other way to describe this. And there's, you know, it's really staggeringly 
in terms of the amount of money they're talking about and the social agenda tied to it of socialism and just a, a tiny handful of votes in their majority, and it's probably not going to work, and then they're just going to have to settle for a lot less money. And that's what I'm hoping for. But I can't guarantee that. But that's where the Democrats are now. Then they're going to say Republicans are shutting down the government like it's the worst thing. It's not the worst thing in the world. The military is still working. Essential workers are still working. People will get their Social Security checks. All of that would continue. You know, John Castamedi is a pretty smart guy. You know, he's a billionaire who's, you know, been a grocery store owner in New York City for many, many years. He was on with Stuart Varney, and he said, uh, crude oil is $70 a barrel. He goes, inflation is here to stay. He goes, you really think it's going to go down? You really think the Saudis, the Russians, they're going to accept less than 70 bucks a barrel? It's not going to happen. They said they're going to try to limit it to $75 a barrel. So the transportation costs are forever. The shortages in labor, if we get people back to work and stop giving out unemployment checks, that will help transportation costs on that end. In other words, he's a supermarket chain owner. He knows exactly when you pay more for gasoline to fill up your tank, to fill up the tank of an 18-wheeler, you're paying more at the grocery store for everything. You're paying more at the drugstore for everything. Everything you buy at the mall, you pay more for. Everything you buy online, you pay more for. You know, all this is is socialist redistribution of wealth. Wall Street, I don't know where are they today. They want to transform this country into their socialist utopia. That's where they're headed with this. And they're going to say Republicans, they want to shut down the government because they're mean people. And they want people to they want innocent children to die. You know, they'll let their they'll vaccine mandate us to death. They'll COVID test us to death. And meanwhile, their answer on the disaster at the border is, is a, well, they're not going to stay here very long anyway. That's what Jen Psaki is saying. They're, they're not intending to stay. That is the dumbest single statement I've ever heard. You know, look at this disaster. Look at everything Biden's doing. The disaster at the border, disaster or explosion of COVID around the country. He's given three vaccines, and he only for the first time last week mentions monoclonal antibodies as therapeutics for breakthrough cases or people that chose not to get vaccinated. You know, they're FDA, you know we, now we have the, the Pentagon having to admit we killed civilians and children. If it wasn't humiliating enough, abandoning Americans behind enemy lines. We have a chairman of the Joint Chiefs that may have worked in collusion with other military brass to circumvent the constitutional order of the president and may have conspired with the Speaker of the House. I don't know what Nancy Pelosi's role is in all of this. General Milley needs to be put on administrative leave. The border crisis, you know, is also becoming a health crisis. You know, you have literally now 20,000 other people from Haiti gathering in Colombia preparing to head to the U.S. because they see what's going on at the border. They know they're going to get in. Uh, we have all the lies being told by the administration. Oh, and we're going to turn people back. They're not turning people back because we're talking to people on the ground and they're just lying on every uh, about every aspect of all of this. They don't need, uh, we don't need proof of vaccination. They're not intending to stay. Probably the dumbest lie ever told. But that's what, they're, that's what they're saying publicly. They defend not requiring negative COVID tests. They defend not offering vaccinations. 
to people at the border that they're just processing and allowing in. Oh, sure, the DHS boss is saying our borders are not open. 200,000 last month alone. We're headed towards 2 million illegal immigrants already so far this year. Democrats in New York City, they want non-citizens to vote now. Joe Biden planning on bringing 10 times as many refugees to the U.S. next year. Cartels are taking full advantage of all of this. Cartel hitmen crossed the U.S. border illegally to commit a home invasion and a murder, according to police, that was on the blaze today. Not a particularly good story there. Illegal immigrants are rushing to Mexico from their Texas camp to avoid deportation. Some of the thousands of illegal immigrants who have amassed near the Texas border are leaving the U.S., returning to Mexico, getting supplies to or to avoid being deported back to their home country. And, you know, then we have health issues associated with all of this. A memo shows Border Patrol is experiencing critical shortages of frontline workers. Nobody wants to work for them anymore. It's like nobody wants to be a cop in any blue state or blue city anymore. Then you have the squad member, Congresswoman Omar. We owe Haitians asylum. We don't owe anybody anything. Obviously, she says systemic racism at play. And then they're just literally now in the middle of a pandemic. Then they're just taking all of the people that come across. They're not testing them for COVID. They're overcrowded conditions and unsanitary conditions in many cases, as reported this morning. I was watching on Fox. And then they're dispersing people all around the country. But this this supposedly is working. The Fed's releasing numerous migrants from the southern border in their catch and release system on a grander scale. There was an incredible article that went into deep depth into this. Then I read earlier today, White House defending all of it. It's a catastrophe. It's a human. It's a humanitarian catastrophe, a health catastrophe, a national security disaster. What about people? Then you talk about COVID, you know, Nancy Pelosi's in her salon. Gavin Newsom's out at restaurants. His kids are in, in in-person learning all during COVID last year. The rest of California kids know. Nancy Pelosi goes to her hair salon. That's closed for everybody else. You have the San Francisco mayor justifying violating her own mask rules while partying. You know, we don't need the fun police to uh, to tell us what we should or shouldn't be doing. And then and then going on to describe caught in on a video partying maskless at a at a health at a nightclub, a clear violation of her own covid mask mandate. And then goes on to say that I was just feeling it. I'm feeling it. (laughs) What does that mean? Do we have that video audio? My gosh, it's pretty unbelievable. I was eating and drinking and explaining and. I was just feeling it in the moment. That's a San Francisco thing. I don't know. Feeling it in the moment. So I'll break the rules. But if you break them, you'll probably go to jail for the next 50 years. 800-941-SHAWN is a number. You want to be a part of the program. 